We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, And on our Oakwood Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line, the salary cap expert also knows all about NFL contracts for CBS Sports, Joe Curry. Joe, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Oh, thanks for having me. Joe, uh, getting to be a busy time of the year for you because now, you know, all this is being crunched. There's going to be a lot of numbers crunched. Bob and I were talking about this one player, uh, Josh Allen, uh, with Jacksonville, just how good he is, and he's fixing to cash in. Uh, he works in the offseason with uh, my old friend Pete Jenkins, who's a regular here on WWL Radio. And Pete told me, Mike, he, the great thing about Josh is he is still the same guy I knew at Kentucky. That nothing's changed from him, but he said he's fixing to get rich, really rich, really fast. Your thoughts on the type contract uh, Josh Allen could get with Jacksonville? Uh, he's fixing to get a franchise tag. That's what he's fixing yep. to get. Um, and, he's listed as an outside linebacker, so hopefully he gets the linebacker tag as opposed to defensive end one. It's based on, as you know, through Jimmy Graham and yeah. that convoluted grievance a few years ago. The position where you take the most snaps, so we're looking at close to twenty-three million as a franchise tag. If he's the outside linebacker tag, um, minimum on a long-term deal, twenty-five million per year for Josh Allen. So you would think it, on a long-term deal, it'll kind of break down to about twenty-five million. Yeah, Montez Sweat signed for twenty-four and a half million per year after his trade from the Commanders to the Bears. The year Josh Allen had, that's going to be his salary for Montez Sweat. Now, uh, Joe, uh, I'm going to go through a few Saints players. But obviously, I'm going to start with the quarterback. Uh, Derek Carr has set the con- count uh, right under $36 million against the 2024 uh, salary cap. Uh, and I'm looking at his contract. Um, what is your take? Uh, that they could restructure it or whatever, that move would maybe allow them to move on from Carr next year with a relatively small financial penalty. But... If he's set to make $30 million base salary 2024, if the Saints uh, choose the most uh, aggressive route, to say the least, convert all but the veteran minimum, uh, the, what, $1.21 million to a signing bonus, uh, they could lower Carr's uh, 2004 to 24 cap hit to about $14.2 million, clearing more than $21 million in immediate uh, cap relief, and maybe even more. Uh, so, uh, you know, explain that to the fans because they've asked me, okay, uh, what's the pros and the cons? Uh, we're going to restructure our, you know, Derek Carr's contract, whether the signing bonus or not. And that, um, because I think if it is restructured, then he's the quarterback for 24 and 25, where they would stand pat that for sure he'd be the quarterback next year. And I don't know about beyond that. So break down the, for the uh, who that nation and the fans because. Now, they're definitely concerned with Derek Carr and where he's at. Yeah, it's going to be business as usual for the Saints, where you're going to kick every, you're going to kick the can down the road for every contract uh, known to mankind. Uh, you have a, yeah, voiding years in his contract already running through 2029. That was done for one specific purpose. So you could kick the can down the road. So you're going to push today's cap obligations off to tomorrow. He's making $30 million. Um, you give them a minimum base salary, then since you can prorate over five years, you'll save $23 million and you're going to ensure he's going to be there beyond 2024. Uh, that's how the Saints do business, and I'd be surprised if they do anything, anything else for him besides kick the can down the road. 
Now, uh, the, Joe, what about um, because he really stepped up for the Saints, and um, you know he he didn't work out at tackle at the beginning. They have him at left guard, and all of a sudden he was their primary left tackle this year. That being Andrew Pete. And I'd say he played admirably. I mean, he was, the, like I said, the team's primary left tackle. And I'm looking at uh, the Saints uh, moved on from the 2015 first rounder. Or will they move on, I should say? And if they do, it could cost them $13.6 million in dead money. So I don't know. Do the Saints have a better option in Andrews Pete right now? I, I, I don't know if they do. Now, I don't know who you're going to yeah, draft. They may, not, they may, they may not, not have, have that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they may not have a better option, but. It's it's voiding on the last day of the league year, uh, so they're gonna have to. If they're gonna get something done. It'll be like with Drew Brees, his last couple of deals, where they kept the proration intact for the voiding dummy years by getting a deal done. So that may happen um, to avoid having uh, basically a thirteen million dollar cap hit because you don't want to you don't want to have the years void. Did have to re-sign him because you got a sunk cost of basically thirteen million in is a cap charge, and then you have to go re-sign him. Right. So ideally, you want to keep the proration intact, which is running through twenty twenty-seven right now in various varying amounts. And if you're going to have him back, Chola, the guy we get more calls about than anybody else is the contract with Michael Thomas and how that is set up. So kind of give everybody a little bit of a breakdown of Michael uh, Thomas's contract. And I think he's basically, he's played his last game. He's not playing anymore with the Saints uh, on that end. But sort of the breakdown of his contract and what it'll be dead money if he's not on this team uh, in 2024. Well, Joe, and that is that a post-June 1st cut or what? Yeah, it's going to have to be a post-June 1 cut uh, just because there's so much proration in this deal that it's going to add like $7 million uh, to the cap immediately if you don't use a post-June 1 designation. Uh, Michael Thomas is going to be gone um, before he has his – he's got a 2025 roster bonus of $28.7 million, which is fully guaranteed on the third day of the league year, uh, which will be March 15th. He's gone before then. Um, okay. So, and it's also, he's, that's for 2020, season for 2026. He's also got one for 2025 at $31.775 million, guaranteed the same day, fifth day of the league year this year, upcoming year, uh, 2024. So he's gone. And the only way it's going to work is using the post you want designation. Yeah. You're really only going to pick up 1.121 million of cap space in 2024 for him. So I expect him to be gone. Um, his comments on social media suggest that he don't want to be here anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The Marshawn Lattimore situation, yeah. redoing that also, that's one we get quite a bit about also. So sort of explain to everybody the breakdown with Marshawn because, man, any kind of deal looks that this would also be a post-June uh, 1st. Well, it is uh, a, well, it was set to count more than $20 million against the salary cap next season uh, by converting nearly $14 million of his base salary into a signing bonus. Deferring the cap cost in the future years, uh, so uh, you know, because that's what it's just the way the Saints do business. I mean, uh, the, the, do you think uh, Lattimore is part of their long-term plans? Yeah, Lattimore is because what what they did was they basically did an early restructure by turning everything but 
minimum base salary into an option bonus of $13.79 million. Um, if they don't exercise the option, he's got $12 million of base salary in 2024 guaranteed. So that ensures they're going to exercise the option. Plus, they need to. Otherwise, his cap hit would be over $25 million for 2024. They basically just did this as an early restructure where they uh, created cap, where they created uh, a little over $11 million of cap space for what his 2024 number was going to be. So I don't expect him to be gone. Now, uh, how about this, Joe? Uh, I mean, I don't know. He's uh, He's been an outstanding cheerleader. Uh, uh, and He's been, uh, I guess, amongst the players, good in the locker room. Uh, but Jameis Winston, uh, my understanding that if he signs elsewhere, the Saints will have to eat uh, $10.7 million in dead cap space. Uh, so what's up with uh, Jameis Winston? Uh, because we all know uh, Derek Carr is the guy. Uh, but is Jameis Winston uh, part of the future Saints plans? Uh, not if it's Dennis Allen's choice after <laughs> what he did. <laughs> Instead of just taking a knee, getting right. a, getting a, a scoring a, a, a touchdown for his for his running back, they did a maneuver right before the regular season ended, which basically ensures. Jameis is going to be a post-June 1 designation. Um, instead of having all the void, all void years hit, because he's going to have 2024 through 2027 void on the last day of the 2023 league year. What they did is they turned 2024 and 2025 into real years. But it's kind of like Michael Thomas. He's got in 2025, a $57.25 million roster bonus that becomes fully guaranteed on the third day of the league year. So they're going to release him with a post-June 1 designation. Otherwise, you don't do do this, right. and you just let it, expi- let, the, let it void on its own terms on the last day of the 2023 league year, which is March 13th. Maybe... If the front office wants him back, he comes back on another one-year deal for $4 million where they uh, keep the 2025 intact and he makes $4 million in 2024 like he did in 2023. But if not, this screams post you one designation. Now, uh, Joe, you look at you could change coaches and, uh, you know, coordinators, whatever. But I can tell you, uh, no matter what coordinator and who's coaching who, uh, he's not going anywhere, that being Rashid Shaheed. I'm looking oh, at no, Rashid no, no. Shaheed, uh, exclusive rights to the free agent with the Saints. Uh, the, he's the, only, the Saints are the only team that he could negotiate with in the offseason. And I'd say he's definitely part of the future, to say the least. He's football minimum wage. <laughs> yeah, typically you got a guy who's got two years of service and his contract uh, expires. Then you tender him for one year at his league minimum. He'll be a restricted free agent in 2025. Then you'll probably have to tender him at whatever the second round tender will be, which will be over five million, and go from there. And that's when he get an extension. But he's going to be playing for league minimum for one more year. One of the things, Joel, is we see what's happening in Kansas City, a real young football team. Now you're going to have to start paying some guys on the defensive side to football. you got a lot invested, certainly, with Mahomes and Kelsey. But what are your thoughts? Because one of them is going to have to have a tag, either Chris Jones or Snead, one of the two. How do you think the Chiefs will handle this with 
know, Snead has developed into really one of the top cover cornerbacks in the NFL. Um, and Chris Jones is who he is. When he wants to, he's as good as they got in this game. Your thoughts on kind of where the Chiefs will go with, with Jones and Snead? Well, if you tag Chris Jones, it'll easily be the largest franchise tag in history for a non-quarterback. It's going to be $32.16 million. That's pretty cost prohibitive. And he obviously felt strongly about his value because you don't incur a $50,000 per day fine to miss all the training camp, miss a game check for over a million for missing a regular season game. Yeah, the very first game he was in this week. Modified. So he's going to be – I don't think he's going to give them a discount, notwithstanding what he said at the parade, I'm coming back. If I'm his agent – I got on the phone, I'd have been, WTF, why are you doing that? Don't say stuff like that publicly. If you want to get paid and you're going to get the top dollar, you can't be trying, you can't potentially discourage other suitors by saying you're not going anywhere. Now, Kansas City's had an interesting history of cornerbacks. They've let them all walk. Yep. Sure uh, once their rookie contract's up. Uh, Javarius Ward's a 49er. Kendall Fuller went to the Commanders. Uh, they have Trent McDuffie, who they got in the first round. It looks like he's a keeper. He's in year two. So Snead's probably going to be looking at guys like uh, Trayvon Diggs at $19.4 million a year and go, I'm his equal. So ideally they get somebody done before the tag deadline on March 5th, but I wouldn't hold my breath. Chris Jones he, I can't see him signing for less than $30 million per year, either to come back or on the open market. But if the Chiefs are going to do that, they'd have done it last year. Um, he's the one that's most interesting to me. And given the Chiefs' history of cornerbacks, the easiest thing to do would be just to put the tag on uh, Snead. But you always have – Patrick Mahomes, who's got a $57 million cap hit, and you can restructure him to accommodate a Chris Jones franchise tag if necessary. You know, uh, Joe, uh, now obviously Pat Mahomes and all, but uh, Chris Jones, how he impacted throws in the Buffalo Bills game, and then you look in the Super Bowl. I'm telling you, uh, the, the, the Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl without Chris Jones. You know, no, he was in the suite. I mean, he was that dominant. No, he when he wants to, he's a man no, out yeah. there on I that mean, field. Uh, here's, here's, what, here's what I don't get. How do you leave him unblocked? Right. Exactly. <laughs> third down. <laughs> because if he's picked up, Juwan Jennings is probably the wide Super Bowl open. MVP. Yeah. He's wide open. Purdy just had no time to see him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, before we let you run, Joe, uh, up-and-coming player, look at the depth the Saints have at cornerback. Isaac Yadam, uh, he was most strictly, I guess, in, in the past, like a special team until this season, but he played very well uh, for the engine Lattimore. I mean, uh, there seemed like there's a market for him. Does he come back in the Saints uniform? Uh, maybe not, because corner, good corners you can cover are hard to find. So that may be one of the costs of how you do business in terms of kicking the can down the road with every uh, contract that you can get your hands on. Joe, thanks so much for joining us. Man, great information. We appreciate it every time you come on with us. Oh, anytime. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, thanks Joe. so much. Joe Curry does a great job breaking down NFL contracts, and he's the salary cap expert at CBS Sports.